This is Solid Talk. Speaking out loud in depth. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth. Cancel culture can't keep me in check. In front beginning, gotta tell us what's next. True believers, they can come and connect. Call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Let me cut my phone off real quick. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, bear with me. I ain't used to this five o'clock hour, but we're gonna make it work. <laughs> Glory to God. Got that on solid. God bless you, family. Praise the Lord. My name is Brother Greg. This is Solid Talk, speaking out loud in depth. And I got my sister here, a very special guest. You want to introduce yourself, sister? Uh, Yeah, I'm Torrance. Uh, nothing too special. I help him out with some of the ministry stuff and the music stuff. So I'm here this, this weekend to help my brother out with the Solid Talk and have some fun a little later. That's what's up. That's what's up. So I want to get into this discussion because I know people are looking at this title like what in the world is the curse of Casanova? You know, I was talking to somebody this week and they were in a mall and in the mall they were playing background music and the background music that they had on was a song called Casanova by a guy named Levert. Okay, I think it might have been Gerald Levert. Some of y'all know the Levert family or whatever. We ain't going to get into that. Yeah, But um. It just got me thinking about Casanova. You know, I looked up the lyrics um, to that particular song. Said I, the, the lyrics say, "I ain't much on Casanova." Mm. So in that song, he's saying, "I'm not really the Casanova type." Mm. And so the question then becomes, "What is the Casanova type?" If he says, "I ain't much on Casanova," what is he really trying to say in this song? Right. And so what I did was I looked up Casanova. Mm -hmm. And I found some very interesting things about him. And so what we're going to do very briefly, we're not going to talk too much about Casanova per se, mm -hmm. but we're using him as a backdrop to talk about the men of this generation. Yeah. You know, the men of this generation. And if this whole idea of a Casanova um, really applies to the men of this generation or not. Right. Or not. So what I'm going to do really quickly, first, I'm going to give you the definition of what a Casanova is as we know it today. All right. So according to dictionary.com, a Casanova is a man with a reputation for having many amorous adventures. Okay, rake. I don't know if I like that definition. I think now, this, what I does amorous mean? I, yeah, I know. I gotta look up like four <laughs> other things. <laughs> Let's go to Merriam Webster. Okay. Somebody told me that he was a Christian, so we're gonna use his definition. Okay. <laughs> it says a man known for seducing women and having many lovers. Okay. Right. So that's what a Casanova is. So what we're about to do, fam, is we're going to um look at a few historical facts about Casanova. He wrote an autobiography. And so I'm going to pull this up. It says, you let me know if you can see this. I'm scared to move my computer because I feel like my cords are wonky these days. Yeah, I can see. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be I want to be like a statue on this old computer now. <laughs> um, but I want to pull up this article. I want to pull up this article. And this is uh, Casanova Facts. Okay. So, sis, I don't know if you want to read the first one, because what we're doing, we just read the definition of a Casanova. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to figure out is what's the psychology? Right. What makes what creates that type of person or that type of man mm -hmm. to become a womanizer like that? So right. uh, I'll let you go ahead and read the first one, sis, and then you can then we'll weigh in on it. Okay. 
Okay. You want me to read the whole? Yeah, just the whole little paragraph. All right. So um, his parents were actors. That's the first fact about Casanova. Um, and it says, anyone who knows an actor will tell you they're a different breed. Um, it should be no surprise then that the infamous Casanova's parents made their living on the stage. Uh, Giatano Casanova and Zanetta Feruzzi, Fenuzzi. I'm sorry, I don't. That's close enough. Yeah, <laughs> ended up having six children, with our Giacomo being the first. If the artist sounds like a hectic, eccentric household, just wait until you hear where they lived. Okay, so we're going to keep rolling into it. But the first thing we learn is that he, his parents are actors, right? Mm -hmm. And then another video that I watched, it's actually believed that the, the owner of the theater mm -hmm. was actually his real dad. Mm -hmm. Okay, so who knows if that's true. But the first red flag, we didn't even bring our notes down here. <laughs> but the first red flag is um, drama. Yeah. Literally drama. Parents are actors and just the drama of being in that type of household. Mm -hmm. um, but number two says that he grew up in the city of sin. Mm -hmm. So we ain't got to read like this whole thing. But though Casanova traveled all over Europe, his name is synonymous with one city, Venice, which is in Italy. There was no better town for him to call home either. While Paris was sleek and romantic, London was serious and busy. Venice was about one thing, partying. Mm. Um, though the ruling class was honestly quite prudish and conservative, they tolerated their city's vices and raked in the cash hand over fist because of it. So the first, um, the other thing that we find is environment. Mm -hmm. There's something about his environment that contributed to his character. Yeah. Um, let me ask this question in general. Um overcoming environment you know is that is that something that's that's doable or are we always going to be a product of our environment um i definitely think overcoming your environment is doable it's possible um but it can be very hard so i'll just use myself as an example i am originally from atlanta georgia and if you know anything about atlanta i don't need to say anything else but um there is a certain atmosphere that comes with the city for me personally, maybe because I grew up there. And so um, it gets very, very hard not to fall back into the things that I used to do. Um, the only reason I'm able to not go back into that is because of the Lord now. Um, but you have to be very intentional not to make your environment make you or influence you in any type of way you know that you, that can make you conform to that environment yeah yeah and i'm just asking that because some people believe that folks can't overcome their environment mm -hmm. you know like you heard you heard expressions like oh you can take the girl the hood right out the hood but you can't take the hood right out the hood wait how it go? <laughs> you can take the hood out the girl but you can take the girl out the hood but you can't take the hood out the girl exactly yeah go. so it's it's different stuff like that you yeah. know what i mean different stuff like that yeah. and so what we find here about this guy um Giovanni mm -hmm. uh Casanova is that he had a rough he had a he had an interest interesting environment but we haven't gotten to the good stuff yet so let's so keep far, going so far it's just drama and partying drama and partying okay <laughs> environment um and partying so here's what I really want to get to which is number 3 mm -hmm. you can take this one sis all right so 
Uh, the third fact is that his parents abandoned him. So though Casanova had a huge family, it wasn't really a happy one. His parents were far more interested in the glamour of the stage than they were in, you know, parenting. Um, they dumped Casanova off with his grandmother while they tra trapsed, traipsed <laughs> off across uh, Europe. Uh, clearly, their kids were not the most important things in their lives. And Casanova resented his parents for their absence. Yes. And I'm going to get I'm going to read the next one. And we're going to really get into the discussion. Right. So number four, he lost his father. If you saw the womanizing, gambling, degenerate man Casanova became, you might think that guy probably didn't have a strong father figure in his life. Well, you'd be right. His father abandoned him for the road and went and croaked. Sorry, y'all. This article is like a savage article, so <laughs> forgive me if it reads funny. But he went and croaked when Casanova was eight years old. Then, as if the little rake didn't have enough problems, he began to suffer from chronic nosebleeds. Okay, so before we get into the next point, let's let's take a few moments to really dig deep into this because this is the root of the issue of what creates a Casanova. Abandonment and rejection. Mm -hmm. This guy has his parents leave him at a very young age. His dad ends up dying at a very young age. And effectively, he ends up living with his grandmother, which we're going to read in a second is 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 it was not the best scenario for him. Yeah. And so what I want to talk about is how to how the rejection and the abandonment affected his behavior. Right. Because this man ended up having, I think, over 120 sexual partners. And, you know, regardless of the number, whatever he was doing, it's enough for today for his name to be synonymous with wow. womanizing yeah. or being a, a, a playboy or however you want to say it. Yeah. And so just thinking about the idea of male rejection, do you feel like male rejection is something that gets overlooked a little bit because... And specifically like sexual behavior with men, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's not as frowned upon or scrutinized as women. Mm -hmm. So if we see a, so, so for example, we see a woman who's kind of just out there doing her thing. We might say, somebody might say, oh, she has daddy issues. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you see a guy doing that, somebody might say he's the man. Yep. <laughs> But he could very well have those same father issues, mm -hmm. but it's not scrutinized. So what are, right. what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I I definitely think, one, to answer your original question, male rejection definitely gets overlooked um, for multiple reasons. One, um, maybe because of uh, their upbringing or maybe lack thereof and their you know, their interaction with women. A lot of men say that they can't even like express how they feel because they were never brought up in that um, type of environment. They, so they might not even know that they, there's something wrong with them. It's just the thing to do. Because like you said, men is as far back as I can remember, it's like the saying is boys will be boys. Right. So like, yeah, you know, like he may sleep with X amount of women, but Boys will be boys. Like, it's just a thing in, in the world. That's something I've always heard. I'm sure my, my mom and generations before me have heard it, so it's not a new thing. Um, and I think some of that has to do with value in comparison to women. Mm -hmm. um, women, 
in, in, in some form are held up to a higher uh, regard. Like, you know, protect yourself. Don't just let anybody, um, you know, and interact with you sexually. Yes. But not even just that, just, you know, save your first kiss for, for this, you know, women are, are taught from a very young age, usually um, to save themselves or someone special or wait till marriage or whatever. But boys I have seen and heard from a very young age are just bred to just uh, get it out of their system. Right. Mm -hmm. um, do, do what you need to do before you get married or whatever the case is, you know? So, um, along with, if you put together, you know, men or boys, not necessarily knowing how to express their emotions or even knowing what their emotions are, plus the culture or the environment that they grow up in, you get this, <laughs> right? a Casanova-like guy who just kind of sleeps with whoever and nobody bats an eye at it, um, and like you said, the women, if she does the same thing, she gets a negative reputation, which, um, you know, th those one of those double standards, double standards we have today. Um, yeah. yeah, because of that, like I said, I do think male rejection gets overlooked a lot. It's definitely a double standard. Yes. You know, <laughs> but one thing about me, I'm gonna be honest, I believe in double standards. What I mean by <laughs> that is like I, I think there are. In life, there's going to be double standards that work against you and there's going to be double standards yeah. that work for you. Yeah. So my mentality is just kind of like let the chips fall where they may. Yeah. But true. the challenge with this one is it's a double standard. But because of this double standard, there's healing mm -hmm. that needed to be done in this guy Casanova and also that needs to be done in a lot of men today and maybe just throughout history. Right. But it's going unrecognized. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you we're to a low degree encouraging this behavior or rewarding it. Right now, this term Casanova, I think it's kind of mixed. Yeah. In terms of how people see it, like it could be an insult today, but that's what he was known for. That's interesting because I've always known it. I didn't know very much about Casanova prior to this. But whenever I heard Casanova, I thought of like a suave guy and like a super romantic story. Mm -hmm. I didn't think of him as a womanizer. I didn't hear anything about that. I heard of like just this super romantic <laughs> love story between him and one woman. It's so. glamorized. Yes. But then we read his real story and we find out how he got that yeah. reputation. Yeah. And honestly, some of what I think is is still part of him. Like he was, I guess you could call him suave. Um could have been a romantic, a bit of a romantic, depending on how you looked at it. Um, I definitely think if you had no, in his day, if you had no um, knowledge of maybe his, his history with other women, you probably would have thought you met the one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Had game. Yeah. <laughs> Had game. We're going to read about a little of that too. Um, but yeah, I'm just really thinking about that combination of the 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 uh, like so what's fueling it right mm -hmm. parents leave him they prioritize their careers as actors over their responsibility mm -hmm. as a parent and that's something that we see today um hopefully it's getting a little bit better but we know that there's a lot of families where 
the parents are just not where they're supposed to be. Sometimes the dads might be, you know, Sam's silent, absent or missing. Okay. You might have issue with the dad. Sometimes the moms might be so into their career that they don't, they're not really able to be there. You know what I mean? So it's like this, this, this abandonment that he had meant that he was missing something. Yeah. Which obviously was love because that's, where the love first comes from is from the parents. Yep. You know, husbands love your wives and, you know, uh, the wives are supposed to, you know, take care and love the children. And he was missing that. Mm-hmm. But the way it was playing out in his life was like, okay, I'm searching for something. Yeah. But I don't think he was, I don't think he knew. And this is as, as a guy, a lot of times, I don't know if guys consciously know. Yeah that they're looking for something yeah right you know so it's like what what was this guy and not just him specifically but guys that follow these same patterns what are they looking for and do they even recognize that they're looking for something right um yeah i don't think that they recognize that they're looking for anything um it's kind of it's really sad honestly like you know Everyone needs healing, but I, I do think that it's sad because men do get overlooked. And so I think with a lot of a lot of situations that I've seen, um men they encounter a woman and they kind of get a little something from not just sexually, but I just mean, you know, a woman who's enamored with him or, or, or adores him or whatever. And then Maybe subconsciously before this person also abandons them, they move on to the next. And so they kind of start this cycle of, okay, new new chick, nice relationship or whatever it is, move on. And then it keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going. And then, you know, these people have children, they have sons, and then the, the cycle continues because of like I said, broken homes or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. Wow. Um, so I definitely think maybe today guys are becoming a little more conscious of the fact that, hey, this is a deeper issue than maybe I thought. Um, because I feel like today from what I've seen, a lot of people are caring about mental health and wholeness and all of this stuff, um, which it's apart from God, people are still realizing that, hey, something is wrong with me. I am used to doing these things. Society is used to doing these things. But now I see that that's not normal. That's not the way that that's supposed to be. And honestly, something in the article uh, stuck out to me. It was um, in the third point, I think, where it said, if you would have like witnessed this womanizing whatever it called him, dude, you would know that he did not have a father figure. Wow. And that stuck out to me today because I'm like, most guys today look like that. Yeah. So what was the opposite of that prior to Casanova? You know, like. And that's one of the things I was going to ask you is, do you feel like as a woman, you could recognize a guy like a Casanova? Mm, Yes. Yes and no. Yes, because I don't feel like I feel like the more the, the, the more the times change, guys are less Casanova-ish, meaning they don't I mean, the end result is the same, but it's just it's just a different approach. But as far as like 
how he used to do his Playboy thing. Um, I think I think now I could just because, I mean, like, why are you like you're overly charming? Like, what's what's going on here? You know what I'm wow. saying? It's not like, you know, you can show interest in someone and actually mean what you say. You can think somebody is attractive. You can think that somebody is talented and all these things. But like, you just know when somebody's being a little sly, a little charming, putting a little bit of extra parsley on top of that. <laughs> and uh -huh. I feel like that's your key indicator right there. That this guy's probably a Casanova. <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm gonna come back to that. Uh, what I wanted to uh, kind of get get to or ask you as well is if you think that there's a that that nature plays a role in it, right? Mm -hmm. Because what some guys will say is, you know, hey, Solomon had a thousand <laughs> wives, or the, the guys in the Bible had multiple wives, and some people use that to even justify polygamy, right? Yep. And so um, there's just, and this maybe goes into that double standard we were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. There's maybe just this um, idea that that's just how men are built. Yeah. You know, one of my friends put it this way. He said, um, he said a a key. He said it much different than I'm about to say it, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> but he said a key that can open any lock is a masterful key. Mm -hmm. But a lock where any key can open it is a horrible lock. I've heard the same thing. Yeah. And he was just speaking about just the difference in nature between men and women. Right. Mm -hmm. But my thing is, OK. Just because that's how things are, is that the way that God intends it to be? Right. Because I'm thinking about some of the guys in the Bible, and we were talking about this. You look at the difference between a guy like Joseph mm -hmm. versus a guy like David. Now, Joseph was a guy, he, he, Potiphar's wife was trying to get him caught up in a scandal. Yep. But Joseph made a decision that instead of me giving in to this woman who's, pressing her way to me every day every day she's nudging i mean this is where he worked yeah really think about this perspective right joseph is working for this man that's like a higher rank than him mm -hmm. this is potiphar's wife i think potiphar was a government official and this woman is coming on to him every day so on the one hand first of all he got to resist the temptation yeah because i'm sure potiphar didn't have an unattractive wife if he's a gov government official right right so first he has to resist the temptation Secondly, he doesn't have an outlet. It's not like he could be like, hey, yo, man, your wife, or, or tell somebody else, <laughs> like, you know, the governor's wife is coming. Like, he he had to right. suffer in silence. Wow. He had to suffer in silence. And so every day he's dealing with this issue. But yet, in spite of all he was going through, even when her advances got more aggressive, he ran from her. Wow. But And, and so let's pause right there and look at Joseph's upbringing. Mm -hmm. His upbringing was that he was the favorite son, wow. the, the favorite child. I think the Bible says that his father made him a coat of many colors. Okay, so he walking around with that with that that fresh Montclair <laughs> or whatever it was that North Face that his dad made him, and all the other siblings looking at him like, "Hey, man, I see," and they and they hated on him, yeah, for that reason, yeah. But there was there was favor from there was affirmation. Yeah. from his parents there was there was there was favor that just carried him to the point where the other family members could even see it wow even when he went to prison the and, and really it was the favor of god even mm -hmm. when he went to prison the favor of god followed him in prison wow so it was like this sort of um 
confidence over Joseph's life that he was well adjusted enough to be able to resist that. Right. I'm not just look, I every all the love I need, I've already gotten it from my parents. Wow. And I'm not going to be irresponsible with this guy's wife. Wow. Compare that to David. Mm-hmm. David had many brothers as well. Mm-hmm. Jesse is his dad. God tells Samuel, go and anoint the next king of Israel. Samuel goes, says, hey, Jesse, show me all your sons. <laughs> Jesse brings out every son except yeah, David. David. And, you know, imagine how that made David feel. Right. But just that portrait alone kind of gives us an idea of where David might have sort of ranked mm -hmm. or where he fit in with his parents. Because it's kind of like, oh, yeah, the afterthought. Oh, yeah, the, the little, the runt, the, the, the young one. Where is right. he with the sheep or something like that? Right. Even when Goliath was fighting Israel and Goliath was taunting Israel for 40 days. David's brothers are in the army of Israel. David finally comes out there and he wants to know what's going on. Like, I want to smoke. <laughs> yep. And they're kind of like, get away from here. You're just being nosy. Yeah. So the point I'm trying to make is when you compare the difference between a Joseph who was well affirmed, well adjusted, probably confident. Now, David had a lot of confidence in different ways, too. Mm -hmm. But you compare that with David, who seemingly might have been an afterthought with his family. Yeah. Imagine the type of rejection that that could have created in David. Right. And so now David sees Bathsheba. He yeah. presented with a similar scenario as Joseph. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. Very similar. It's another guy's wife. Mm -hmm. This time it's Uriah's wife. Now, she didn't even, well, she didn't come on to him, but she definitely was taking a bath, like naked on the top of her she roof or something like that. <laughs> she knew what she was doing. <laughs> and he falls. Mm -hmm. So as a man, I'm trying to be more like a Joseph. Yeah. And less like a David. Right. Because David... It ended up, ended up permeating through his lineage. Yeah. Issues with Solomon. He had a thousand wives. His heart got turned away from God. Mm, yeah. I think Absalom or, or some of them, one of, one of his sons started sleeping with his concubines or something like that. Mm -hmm. So I say all of this to say that um, there's like almost two types of guys in this scenario. There's like a Joseph and then there's a David. Right. So let me ask you, as a woman, are you able to recognize the difference between a guy who's been affirmed in his upbringing versus a guy who might not have been? Yes, I can. And actually, while you were talking, um, I was thinking of how I could. Right. So like. Joseph knew who he was, he knew his value and David probably did not. I feel like today. A guy who knows himself, he's not like cocky or anything. Like he might be an attractive man. He might walk like he knows he, he's attractive, not arrogant, but he just, he knows who he is because like I said, he's been affirmed. 
He's not just looking for anything. He values himself. Just like how people tell women, value yourself. Don't just let anybody talk to you or get next to you or, you know, anything like that. The, a man who has been affirmed from youth does the same thing. He's like, okay, yeah, you're attractive, but so. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I, I, I am, I know who I am and I know I value myself enough not to go there with you in that way. You're not somebody that, you know, I see as a wife or I see as whatever, you know, he's, he's not just looking for any and everything. He's not in the streets <laughs> doing whatever he values himself and he, he's picky, so to speak with who he, he decides to get in, maybe not entangled, but mm -hmm. with who he interacts with in that way. But a man who has not been affirmed does not know his value. His value lies in, the bedroom. Right. You know, um, she sees me as this or I feel good when she makes me feel like this or whatever. And then after mm. that, it's gone. The feeling is gone. And here's the other thing to think about, too. David ended up. See, when David fell, it mm. wasn't when he was on his way up. Right. David fell once he got to the top. Wow. So yeah. he had his fall when he was king. But what that says like to, as, about guys and really just people in general is that how are you able to handle success? Wow. Because as a guy, if you are um, dealing with rejection and you may or may not know it, but you're dealing with it and then you finally get to the place like, oh, I'm king. Now every woman want me because I'm king. Mm -hmm. If you haven't been secure enough to be able to handle that, then it's like, okay, uh, <laughs> what am I supposed to do with all of this? Right. And they don't know how, to, I mean, it's it's like that with women. Some people, it's like that with money. Mm -hmm. It's like that with status. It can go to your head. We can be irresponsible and, and, and we don't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. I meant to cut my heat off, but all right. <laughs> Hopefully y'all don't hear that. We don't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's interesting because... You know, sometimes we might wonder why I'm not at a certain place or I don't have a certain thing. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be God saying you might not be able to handle it. Wow. Very true. And we, to piggyback off what you were saying, we see this a lot. I think to myself all the time, like some of these rappers today, I just don't find attractive in the least, but they stay with women. <laughs> and it's because, like you said, they have money, status or whatever. And like you said, they, they're at the top, so to speak. So they're just like, they're throwing themselves at me. You know, why not? But like you said, a man that knows himself or was affirmed, um, like, you know, I could have my pickings, but I don't want everyone. If you're a king, then you want a queen, not a bunch of concubines. Right. A queen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, this is this is this is interesting. You know, we got a lot of comments here. I'm gonna read a few real quick, and then we're gonna keep rolling. I see a comment from Sister Marcia. She says, "I heard that saying from my female boss, who was 65 at the time. She said, men will be men, as our workplace house a womanizer.' Mm. Wow. So let me, because we were talking before we came on about the difference between a womanizer and a player, right? Mm -hmm. So, what are your thoughts on that? So I didn't know the difference initially, but 
just on the study of Casanova and I'm just kind of just thinking to myself, I think a womanizer is a guy who shows like he, and this is another thing too, like Casanova's parents were actors, but he was an actor too, because he was acting like he cared about these women and cared about their day and every, all wow. the, all of their cares, but his only goal was to end up in the bed, you know, or to have to, to master their heart or whatever the case may be. And I feel like it's the same way today with womanizers. I feel like in her situation, a womanizer in the workplace is probably just a very nice, charming guy. You know, he comes in, he says, hey, to all the ladies, he gives them a nice compliment. You know, you, I love your hair today, Sarah. <laughs> I love your shoes today, Monique. You know, makes all the women feel, you know, they're blushing whenever right, he right. comes he in. Everybody's work husband. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that would not necessarily be an issue versus if it's what I consider a player. He's kind of more rough and rugged. He doesn't care to please you or impress you. He's like, I look, I, I'm here for one thing. You're going to take it or leave it. He could be more of a, he could rub more people the wrong way in the workplace or just in life. And so I feel like because a womanizer is so charming and, and knows how to make a woman blush or feel however they feel, he's not necessarily like a nuisance to anyone, except maybe the woman he actually goes all the way with right right it's almost like what i'm hearing is with the player you know what you're getting up front right but with the womanizer it's like he's going to throw a curveball on you right okay yeah i understand that yeah, yeah and that's interesting you know <laughs> just just think about that you know because there's been times in life where i felt like that casanova type mm -hmm. you know what i mean and um i don't i don't know how much of it was intentional right you know whether it was just that or whether it was just that i was just uh a broken person mm -hmm. you know what i mean but whatever the case may be it ended up playing out that same way yeah you know uh so yeah i definitely hear what you're saying on that here's another comment from sister marcia she says it seems like there's a di direct correlation between male rejection and female exploitation wow yeah i wonder if that's because subconsciously they hate women Wow. Like if his they, mom did leave him when he was 10. Right. So it's like, you know, I have no respect for women because I don't know my mother. I have no personal relationship with her. Women are disposable because that's my mom made me feel that way. So mm -hmm. I wonder if it if it if the root problem or one of the root issues is just because they simply hate women. Wow. That's why they just do what they do with them and then they just that's it. That could very well be it. You know what I mean? When you put it that way, I could see that playing out that way. You know, they they hate women. They don't respect women. Um, I could see that. Something just popped in my head. I don't know if, like, the saying is, like, bros before, you know? Gotcha. Like, dudes with their friends, they're so <laughs> loyal. They're so, you know, like, I'm, 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 I'm with my friends. I'm so loyal. I'm so this. And then with the woman, it's just like. She's trash. She's trash. Like, I, I wonder if that's like the same thing. Well, let me let me hop on the bro side real quick because I'm looking at. <laughs> hold on. I got to hold it down just for a minute. Right. I'm looking at Sister Marsha's comment. Um, the phrase she used, female exploitation. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you this question. Um, what is the female's role or responsibility in whether she's exploited or not? Right. Um, well, I will say, especially with a womanizer, she might not necessarily know she's being exploited. She just might be so charmed that she's just like, 
you know, giving herself to him, you know. But nowadays, I feel like a lot of people are more open about their intentions. And I honestly, I just feel like women as a whole could be a little more accountable for the part that they play in things. That's not to say that the men are right, but there's two parties involved, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, realistically, before you're actually like exploited, I feel like at some point there are like red flags to let you know that this is something different. Right, and what I'm kind of getting to is this idea of agency. Right. You know, female agency, because uh, this solid toss, so we're just going to keep it real. Yeah. Sometimes it seems like when it's convenient, women want agency. Mm-hmm. But yeah. then when it's inconvenient, they don't want the responsibility of agency. I agree. Yeah. Want to have their it, cake it, and eat it too. Right. And so I agree that women can be seduced. Mm-hmm. They can be, you know, manipulated. Mm-hmm. That absolutely does happen. Yeah. But this is where the word of God comes into play because God gives certain orders and instruction that even if and also discernment, if you have a relationship with them, that even if that person was malicious and you hadn't yet discovered it, there's certain barriers or certain um, boundaries that the word of God establishes to where you can't get too deep into being hurt by this. I mean, you might still be hurt, but you might not have given yourself to that person all the way. Right. So even if you do find out that this guy is a snake or he's a, a a player or a womanizer or something like that, it's like, okay, I might've lost some time. I might've lost some energy. I might've lost some fit. I might've had my feelings hurt, but at least I can say that he didn't take all, you know, a whole, he didn't have me. Yeah. Yeah. Could still walk away with some dignity. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, some dignity. You know what I mean. <laughs> but, 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 you know, women get uh, charmed. That's the word. Yeah, because the Bible <laughs> say charm is deceitful. Yeah, they get charmed. You know, men get seduced. It happens. It definitely happens. But I just had to kind of, kind of throw that out there a little bit because a lot. It, it's like the thing you see on the internet all the time, or just in general, people talking bad about somebody one of their exes right and anytime i read that i'm just like well <laughs> to me that just make you look like you made a poor choice know, in right? that person yeah <laughs> so like i don't i don't see any glory in that personally yeah. right you know it, it's funny that you say this because um i i used to love harry potter in the world i don't recommend anybody watch it but there's a character which is the antagonist i guess um childhood name was like Tom Riddle, right? And he was like extremely handsome and extremely charming, just like, you know, against Casanova. And he could always get his way with like, not even just women, but but men. He didn't want men sexually, but he knew how to get his way. He knew how to like move and shake. And I just find it interesting that um, I did a little bit of research on that character specifically recently. And there's this Casanova thing. And the thing is, like, his that character had no regard for people, just period. Wow. But the, the person on the receiving end would never know that. Mm. Like, he charmed people out of, like, family secrets and all types of stuff that most people cannot 
access normally. But because he was so attractive and so charming, he was able to just get his way. He didn't even have to, he didn't have to sleep with anyone. <laughs> wow. Now I know that this is a word that's thrown around all the time, but would you say he was like a narcissist? Um yes. Okay, yeah. Just someone who only cares about themselves, has yeah. a high value of themselves and doesn't see any value in others. Right. Yeah. I know that that's like the word everybody likes I know everyone now. says it today. <laughs> now you don't you don't even want to say it, but narcissists do exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of those words it's like, okay, tired of hearing it. <laughs> yeah, B says I think they're looking for that feeling of newness in a relationship. They can't commit, so they play women like a chess game. Wow. Hmm. Maybe checkers, because some of them ain't that smart to be playing, <laughs> to be playing chess. <laughs> Man, please at least be chess leaders. <laughs> Don't be no checkers, you know what I mean? Man. Oh, yeah, we read this one. Yeah. Uh, B also says Casanovas don't show their true colors. Man. Yeah, Marsha, I always wondered about King Solomon's children, how many descendants we have today. I know, right? Man, let's let's look a little bit more at this article. I just want to read a few <laughs> more things. So we see that his, he had rejection and abandonment issues. He also mm -hmm. was in a horrible environment for his time, basically like the Vegas of his time. Yeah. All right, so what happens next? So now he's living with his grandmother. Mm -hmm. It says you can find all sorts of strange folk on the back streets of Venice in Casanova's day, you could even find a witch. His grandmother brought him through the maze of canals into a small hovel. Just a boy, he entered to find a withered old woman sitting on a pallet. She held a black cat in her hands and half a dozen more wandered throughout the small room. So basically what ends up happening is his grandmother introduces him to a witch. And from some other research that we've done, what ended up happening was the witch told him that he was going to be visited by a lady. Now, where's all this coming from? This is coming from his autobiography, right? So right. this is stuff that he's saying. Right. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt, but that's what he wrote in his autobi autobiography. So uh, some fairy or some woman basically came to him at night and ends up uh, I think she kissed him at night or something like that. And all of a sudden, that was like the, the spark mm. that set him on his journey. So wow. the other red flag or the other thing was no spiritual covering. Yeah. Wow. No priest at a home, no dad to um, lead the family in Christ, no mom to read the Bible to them and, and steer them in the direction of Christ left to his grandmother who ends up being a witch and now he's dealing with a spiritual issue mm -hmm. now we're not going to go into this guy's whole life but this man went on to be a freemason he went on to be a warlock he was also in the army for a brief period of time he went to the catholic church and started some scandals he was a musician too he was a musician a whole lot of stuff he got into yeah and that's the other thing talented yeah the devil likes to take gifted people but use them in a negative way yeah i was um thinking about that no spiritual covering thing mm -hmm. i was talking to a sister last night and we were kind of just talking about how there are so many stories today about domestic violence that ends in death of the woman and this has always happened this is not a new thing 
but it seems like it's like ramped up right now. And we were talking about like this generation of men, especially are just so effeminate, you know, because one, they're most of them are fatherless or like you said, if they, their father is, is there physically, they're not there, you know, actually or mentally, whatever, you know, um, they're raised primarily by their mother who may or may not be absent. And then you combat that with the spiritual atmosphere. It, the days, I mean, honestly, are a lot more evil these days. So more people are inclined to, to act on urges or thoughts or whatever the case may be. And I think, that's why we see so many of these men just like going crazy because they have never been taught how to one control their emotions or even, you know, like deal with their emotions. So they become like women, <laughs> like, you know, wow. women, when we get upset, it's like, you know, what's going on? You know, we, mm -hmm. re we react based off emotion because, um, I guess that's how we were naturally set up to be, but it's almost the inverse now. Like these men, however they feel, they act on it. And it's because one, like I said, fatherless spiritual atmosphere. And I think that's why we see so much of this stuff today. I mean, you see it in other ways too, like wearing skirts, dresses, polishing their nails and stuff like that. Um, but I was thinking about that when you said, um, he met he met the witch because these guys today also have no spiritual covering. So all these other spirits, they just come in like floodgates. There's nothing there's nothing like to keep them out. And I think that um, we definitely see that today more rampant, I think, than than ever. Wow. You know, it's interesting, too, because it's like on the one hand. So guys today are way more emotional. Yeah. And it's because of those things that you mentioned. Mm. I'm just thinking about just the idea of guys showing emotion, period, because sometimes there's certain emotions that guys do show that right. it gets written off because they're guys. Right. You know, oh, you know, he's aggressive. OK, he could just be aggressive or he could have an anger issue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. He could be really dealing with an issue mm -hmm. and it just not be at the forefront. So um, really thinking about that now there's a lot of stuff that goes under the radar mm -hmm. and, and this, this whole cycle, if you just really think about this recipe for disaster, because what we're talking about is the recipe for Casanova, this recipe, poor environment. We see that all over the inner cities today. Yeah. A lot of these environments, you know, Chicago, DC, Jacksonville, um, certain parts of New York, you know, the story, right? Yeah. Um, horrible environment. Um, you know, family structure has been eroded away. We're dealing with, you know, the sexual revolution, feminist movement, certain social programs, uh, drug epidemic. Uh, all these things were like vicious blows. Uh, now we're in the midst of, um, a, uh, well, this is a part of the sexual revolution, but we're in an LGBT revolution. Yeah. All of these are different recipes that have resulted in the destruction of the family. Yeah. So what we have is a lot of folks, men and women, just running around with no type of uh, adjust. They're not adjusted. Yeah. You know, you go on social media today. Most of it is just people bouncing life advice off of one another. Yep. You know, it's just like you look at memes. Uh, maybe it's my age group. Not mine too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but every it seems like every other meme is teaching somebody how to live, or yeah. don't let people treat you this way, or treat yeah. people this way, and yeah. 
it's like all this is stuff we were supposed to get from our parents. Yep. So now it's like the whole generation feels like it's playing catch up. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. I feel like that's why little side note, I feel like that's why adulting is a thing. Like adulting was never a term. I feel like with our parents, they just did it, you know, but I feel like it's called a term now because <laughs> people don't know how to do it. So it's like, I paid a bill today, Whew, adulting. <laughs> but like you said, this is something that like realistically we should have known years ago, you know, but I just wanted to sidebar off what you were saying. Yeah, it's like who is there to show us the way? You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, first and foremost, it's, it's this word. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul said, uh, when I was a, a child, I spoke as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Yeah. You know, once you really come into that relationship with Christ, that love for Christ, he'll he'll he will. He has a way of shaking childish things yeah. off of you. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to before I was saved, I loved <laughs> video games i love going to the club i love being a fake me out casanova i love <laughs> uh football and fantasy football and then it's like as soon as i got saved there was like this nature change in me where i was just like okay i don't want to play a game where i'm just walking running around shooting somebody in the head and trying to see how many kills i can get right it didn't really correspond with right the word of god Right. And I understand, you know, it's leisure and stuff like that. But, you know, I don't want to listen to music where, you know, we're going to shoot 45 people and ride on our enemies and stuff like <laughs> that. I just didn't really. It was just right. it didn't adjust. It didn't mesh with right. who God was making me to be. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, is it entertaining? Yes, yeah, entertaining. Does, right. does some of that music sound good? Yeah, it still sounds good. But it's like it, it's not a part of who I am. Right. You know, I can watch the football game and just enjoy it. But but look, my my fantasy football team could literally impact my whole mood for the week. Yep. If I won on Monday, if I won, I'm coming in on Monday all smiles <laughs> to work. <laughs> like, what's yep. gotten into him? <laughs> but if Very I lost, true. it's the complete opposite. Yeah, man, that's true. I've women. I, I see a lot of women say like. Guys get so emotional when they're losing the game, 2K especially. And I, we're always like, what is just the game? Like, why Why are you that? Like, they, like, yell some punch walls and stuff. And it's just like, it's just, it's literally just a I game. punch walls. I There's a hole in my mom's basement right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> from a wall that I punched when me and my friends was in, like, 11th grade or something like that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, I don't know what year it was, but the hole is still there. <laughs> like, right now. I, I don't know whether she noticed it or not. Yeah. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's like we take it so serious. Mm -hmm. And what it is, and I, I'm probably going to do a separate video about this, but um, I think I sent you a Kobe emoji recently. Mm -hmm. I sent you a Kobe em emoji, and what I was looking at in that thing was like Kobe was real hype. I mean, yeah. he's taking his jersey, and he's yeah. like, I don't know whether he made a shot or whether he just hit the, you know, dunked on somebody or won a championship, but whatever the case was, I was looking at that emoji and I was like, how many times in life does the average person get to experience whatever that emotion was, that feeling was that Kobe had? I know. How often do we get to experience that? Right. And it hit me in that moment that there is no victory without an opponent. Because I was going through a challenge. Mm -hmm. But what also hit me in that moment was that a lot of guys 
are designed to carry that that type of um god wants victory for our lives wow the bible says god is a man of war that's what it says in um exodus and so god being a man of war it's like he's designed men to lead he's designed men to have victory through christ but when a man is not functioning in that he does mm -hmm. it vicariously wow so that same emotion Kobe had, I've had that emotion doing trivial things like winning the fantasy football championship mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, winning in a video game that I put money on and I just won a hundred dollars or something like that. I've had that type of emotion. Yeah. But what's happening is the devil and, and maybe just people, but mm -hmm. definitely the devil. He is, he is, um, taking what men are supposed to be and what they're supposed to do mm. and he's shifting them into different yeah. areas where it's like i'm i'm i feel like i'm exercising my manhood right but i'm really not doing anything constructive wow i'm playing video games that's very true wow i did i never even thought of that before i guess that's a good Good reason why they they do act like that, but I can see that as well, um, especially around like other guys. Like men get in the world, insecure men especially get really macho. Like I don't know, they just start like <laughs> smashing beer cans for no reason, just to, <laughs> just to like exercise, like you said, their manhood. Um, Especially, especially if a pretty girl comes around. I don't know if you've seen this. I have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do it, but I've seen it. A pretty girl comes around and all of a sudden the guy's like, hey, remember that one time I beat your arm wrestling? <laughs> like just, you know, just putting on some, that might be some of nature. You can't say know. that while I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that might be some nature, but I've always noticed and I always was like, that is so like, ugh. And like, so as a woman, you notice that. Yes, it's not it's not cute. <laughs> I think women do it too sometimes when the guy comes around. We, yeah, women do. I've done it before. Yeah, it doesn't happen often with me, but every every <laughs> every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> I women might pick up too. on that. Remember that time that I had beat your cousin up that one time? And then the dude's just like <laughs> and the funny thing is I always feel like the person trying to impress knows what they're doing. They just mm -hmm. do it anyway. I don't know, to make themselves more appealing. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's like, you know, a lot of times guys do it with jokes and stuff like that. Yeah. Like they might just make a joke or they or they might make a joke to kind of shoot down another guy. Yes. <laughs> I don't like doing stuff like that as much as I can avoid it. You know what I mean? I Especially that's... if that guy's around his girl. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Because it's like that. if some dude is around his girl, I'm just I'm just going to for the most part, just be invisible, be invisible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. want no type of drama yeah. or nothing like that. Yeah. But I know folks that just, they like, like to be the life of the party. Yeah. Now some folks say that that's alpha male, beta male, yeah. sigma male. Yeah. You know, do you think that's something like that? Or you think that's I just think a, it's corny. A, a theory? I think it's corny, but mm -hmm. I think, I think alpha males definitely do it more than anybody else. Um, I think on the flip side, apparently there's alpha females. I think the alpha females do it a lot too. Like mm -hmm. they just have to be seen. They just have to just, in my words, do the most. Like they just, the alpha male, the alpha female. And it's like, it's kind of strange too. Cause as a, as, as the person looking at it, like if, let's say it's a group of guys 
and maybe they're all attractive, right? But you don't know their dynamic. Once you see the alpha male and how everyone else kind of is like his herd, the whole thing just becomes like unattractive to me. For the other guys or for the alpha male or for the whole for, group? For all of them because the alpha male <laughs> is doing too much. And then the uh, beta male is kind of like, you know, be your own be your own man, please. <laughs> wow. So that's maybe everyone doesn't view it that way. That's how I view it. So I don't even like seeing dudes with their friends because let me get to know you first before I just automatically write you off. <laughs> wow. That's but a, I don't see that in the faith. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I Okay. You got to a question I was about to ask. I don't want to get too deep into this because we're going to have to hop off soon. But mm -hmm. Christian men, mm -hmm. are they alpha males? Are they beta males? Are they sigma males? Or are they not even supposed to operate in that dynamic? Yeah, I think Christian males are just men. Okay. Like just simply put, I never see like true Christian men who legitimately know the Lord. I never see them trying to exercise any weird authority. It's just like, it's just fellowship. Like, I mean, Christian guys, they still get together and do their bro thing. I still see that, but it's not like this weird alpha male. I'm better than you in front of this. It's none of that. It's just genuine fellowship. And I think it's natural for men to have like men time. Like you won't have the conversation with a man as, as a woman all the time anyway. And so I don't, I don't really see that. I think men are just men because you, you know who you are, you know, your purpose, I guess, as a man of God. And so you don't have to do all that. Like mm -hmm. you're like, Hey bro, I'm your bro. And that's just, that's, you know, that's just that. Humility. Right. Right. So you don't think that it's a nature thing that people are bound to by nature. You think that it's possible for a man and a woman to become exempt from that whole dynamic. Absolutely. But you do acknowledge that the that do you. So do you think that the, the uh, do you think <laughs> that the dynamic exists, though, like in outside of the faith? Yeah, absolutely. OK, yeah. cool, cool, cool. That's interesting. Yeah. We got to have that one another time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, we didn't even get through this guy's life, but you guys can really look up a, a few more things about him. I'm just going to glance really quickly to see if there's any last points that I want to make sure we didn't miss about him. But, you know, his family sent him away. We talked about the rejection and things like that. He hated the new place he lived. Oh, that's the other thing. His first dealings with the woman mm -hmm. 11 years old mm. 11 a lot of guys deal with that too it's it's kind of yeah. one of them suffering silence type things but i yeah. know i have a friend his first well we ain't friends now but <laughs> his first dealings with a woman was like 11 i heard that a lot too a lot of the when i was growing up in like middle school i'd heard a lot of guys said that they had lost their virginity between the ages of like nine and 13. what nine mm-hmm Nine. So older women too. Most of the time, it was always an older woman. I've heard that too, and and that goes to the double standard too, because it's like, it's like, if that happens to a woman, it's a big issue. But yeah. if it happens to a guy, then it's kind of like, okay, take the teachers, right? Mm -hmm. I hear these jokes all the time. Yes, they're funny, but it's <laughs> they're still not appropriate. Right. Male teacher deals with the female student horrible mm -hmm. female teacher deals with the male student horrible but people will make jokes about it mm -hmm. and guys guys will make jokes about it like man i ain't had i wish i had teachers like that when right. i you know what i mean and <laughs> yep. it's like 
go back to that original double standard we was talking about like yeah that might seem cool that you're doing stuff at a young age but there's psychological implications yeah there's spiritual implications yeah and it just kind of gets swept under the rug because he's a guy Mm -hmm. and then he turns into a casanova and we continue to endorse it and this becomes the curse of the casanova yeah and then he even gets brainwashed like yeah i'm the man like i had i i finally did it and she was x amount of years older than me and it's just like it's always been disturbing to me honestly wow um because i just don't see what an older woman sees in a little boy mm-hmm. like i mean period anybody shouldn't be doing it before you're married but definitely not at that age but like if you're 14 you should not be doing anything with a nine-year-old i just wow. think that's weird it happens yeah it he, does happen yeah he grew up obsessed you know what i mean we ain't gonna get into this but um yeah has some issues with somebody's younger sister. You guys, maybe I'll put the link to this in here. His family wanted him to be respectable. I don't get that. Y'all should have stuck with him when he was. <laughs> <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe it meant his siblings, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, but they knew he was gifted, mm-hmm. you know, but he was distracted. Mm. He was a gambler. He strutted his stuff. Of course. Okay. He moved into a palace. Okay, very eventful life, according to his autobiography. Learn yeah. he learned of the finer things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. He got caught with the wrong one. Look, this guy was in scandals, all sorts of different things that he encountered in life. But the longest short of it that we wanted to kind of carve out tonight is men. What is driving? He loved looking good. What is driving? Mm-hmm our decision-making, myself included, what is driving the choices that we make? Right. You know, what? what is, and I think, as you said before, because guys not supposed to be emotional. Um, Which is not, we see men showing emotion in the Bible all the time. Mm-hmm. David, I, f- I feel like, showed a lot of emotion. He, like, he was not, he was an emotional man, not, like, overly emotional, but he showed his emotion. Like, he... He was fearful. He was, um, you know, we've seen him cry out to the Lord. We've seen him show all types of emotion. I believe even with um, Jesus, right? Somebody, one of the disciples fell down on his breast and I think kissed his neck or something. Mm-hmm. Like today, you hear that today, you're like, oh man, what what they got going on? <laughs> but in the Bible, men showed emotion, but they were balanced. They weren't like women where it's just like, you know how yeah i can say that because i'm a woman you can't say that because <laughs> they're gonna right, get right. on you <laughs> but like you know i feel like men show a lot of emotion in the bible and i feel like it was like normal i don't know where this whole man can't show emotion or be emotional thing i don't think you should be effeminate no but it be was, joyful be joyful it was normal and at the same time they were still very much manly exactly you know it's David almost, was a man of war exactly uh Jonathan was it said Jonathan loved um somebody with the love like David. stronger than the love of woman. It was mm-hmm. David. Yeah. Because Saul was Jonathan. They had a soul tie. Right. First, yeah. And so hurt. yeah, and it's like when you read that or 
you know, just the fact that men would kiss each other and stuff like that. You can't do that today. No. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't even want it to be honest with you. Like, hey, man, what you doing? <laughs> yeah. I mean, but like, it's like, well, right, we about to go. But, you know, certain cultures maintain a little more yeah, of that, like, like Italians. Yeah. Maybe the Europeans and yeah. stuff like that. But, you know, when Lil Wayne was kissing on baby. <laughs> and they try to. still can't live that down. <laughs> exactly. I felt so bad because I was like the biggest Hot Boys fan. I mean, I was like the number one Hot Boys fan. And uh, then I'm like, this dude kissing on baby. And I was trying to like justify with my friends. Couldn't. And I couldn't. I couldn't. <laughs> uh, we'll close out with this last point. His last years were miserable. Mm. You know, um, I don't I can't remember if he had children or he definitely didn't have a family. Yeah. He actually wrote his finished his novel as a librarian. Mm. He was working in a library. And I think there was one video I watched about him that said when he when he when he um try, basically he tried to like get a woman mm-hmm. and he was old at this point and not as attractive and he couldn't pull her. Mm. And that's when he knew that his, like his, he was over the hill. Wow. And it's just wild to me because a lot of times as men, like we are very focused on the idea that women have a biological clock. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like their beauty is for only for a season. But if you're this type of guy and you're basically functioning that same way without substance, um, what's, what, what do you have left? When you're an 80, 70-year-old man, 80-year-old man, you don't have a wife, you don't have children, and you're sitting in a library and miserable. I guess what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of talk about how women become like, you know, cat ladies (laughs) early, but it can happen to men too. It can happen to Casanovas. Yeah. And I think it's more like... I think everybody has to deal with the fact that they won't look the same at 20 or at 50 as they did at 20. But I feel like these types of people, like how they look is their identity. So when they don't have that anymore, they don't have any more identity. It's just like, what am I? Who am I? Like what? It's like mm-hmm. they start a whole new miserable life because they don't, there's nothing to affirm them or they don't know how to operate in any other way. Right. Your life was based on playing a game. Yep. And now you're not good at the game anymore, so you yep. don't have anything left. Yep. Whereas if the life was focused on building a family and a legacy, mm-hmm. that's something that will last even right. even after you die, actually. Yep. Because you would have those people who would remember you for a noble reason. Mm-hmm. But now we're talking about this guy pointing out all of his flaws, and every <laughs> human is flawed. Right. But, you know, just the difference between the legacy of a Casanova mm-hmm. versus somebody else. Right. One last question before we go. Marsha says, I have the opinion that men do respect rank. Should that be obsolete in the kingdom of God? Not at all. You know, um, God has government, mm-hmm. and we need to respect the government of God. Right. Um, just because you are a man who the centurion just because you're a man he said he said i'm a man subject to other men and i also have men under me mm-hmm. he understood that there was a greater purpose in what he was doing he's in the military yeah 
we need to get a we need to win this war so i need to play a specific role mm -hmm. doesn't mean that he's not able right. to be the general maybe maybe he is maybe he's not right maybe he wasn't created to be the general mm -hmm. but that doesn't make him any less of a man and he respected that rank right he understood that so i don't think at all that we're saying that we can't that men shouldn't um that if a man subjects himself under another man he's a beta male or something like that all men do because there's the lord like nobody's mm -hmm. higher than anybody else you know exactly <laughs> yeah we're all subject to christ yeah so but that's a good question though man yeah. so listen sis we got some games to play yeah we do <laughs> yeah and we got some food to eat yep yeah i gotta so... put on my a game so i can finally beat you at something Hey, look, you can do it. <laughs> uh, as tired as I am, you probably beat me in everything. But listen, family, God is just so good. Um, I thank you, sis, for coming on and, and, yeah. and talking with me tonight about this topic. Hopefully we kind of, you know, fleshed it out a little bit. I know there's a lot of complexities yeah. that comes with a guy like this and yeah. this type of story. I, th I think it was a good chat. Yeah, praise the Lord. Yeah. Well, listen, family, thank y'all for joining us a little bit early tonight. Um, I really try my best to get consistent with the time, but we're going to get something set in stone. And anytime I do decide to come early, I try to give you guys as good a heads up as I can. But listen, that's all we have in this Solid Talk family. We pray that you enjoyed this discussion. You all take care and be blessed. It's a solid talk. Speaking out loud yeah, 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 yeah. Check it out. Speaking out loud in depth Cancel culture can't keep me in check In front beginning gotta tell us what's next True believers they can come and connect Call in or even come as a guest And show each other respect I keep it solid I'm dropping knowledge Wisdom understanding just like you done went to college Devil know we working as goal is to try to stop it Helmet of salvation and shield of faith that'll block it Controversial topics just to keep it honest Truth hit hard just like it's a blunt object, culture living godless, I can't even call it, we in the last days, Babylon is falling, don't kill the messenger, I can't mess with ya, points got a plethora, this life will keep on testing ya, this walk and get the best of ya, I'm trying to tell you bruh, only a the shall we say we trying to get the rest Speaking of ya, speaking out loud in depth, cancel culture can't keep me in check, in from beginning gotta tell us what's next, true believers they can come and connect, call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect. Spiritual wickedness in high places Trying to cause division with the people and the races Jesus gave commission, say go out to all the nations So we streaming live on television and the stations No, we taking off like asteroids up in the spaces The cross was Eddie Murphy, then I grow we trading places The lost must understand that we cannot be void of graces So we preach it to a generation that is faithless Understand his greatness, ancient of the ages Written on my heart, the red letters of the pages the blood of jesus covers all my sin and it erases i pleaded and believe it so it covers all my bases speaking out loud in depth cancel culture can't keep me in check in from beginning gotta tell us what's next true believers they can come and connect call in or even come as a guest and show each other respect try and keep my sanity amongst calamity social media nothing more than narcissistic vanity pc culture on a mission and they try to cancel me but i know jesus going
wanna keep me covered like a canopy Blood give me amnesty, no I can't handle me Not where I wanna be, but best believe I plan to be Flesh wrestle against the spirit, main event and slamboree So I need them every day, to daily, weekly, annually Iron sharp as iron, so I'm strengthened by my brethren We may not meet down here, but guaranteed the link in heaven The born again and righteous are the ones he's gonna let in Let's keep the faith and be amongst the saints when they step in